And we are live. Welcome back to today's episode of MicroConf On Air. I'm your host, Rob Walling. As you know, every Wednesday we live stream for about 30 minutes and we talk about topics related to building and growing ambitious SaaS startups that don't require us to work 80-hour weeks or raise crazy amounts of venture capital. Frankly, burn ourselves or our relationships out. And we want to be ambitious, but you know, we don't want to burn the candle at both ends and wind up uh, kind of living an unhappy life. We have a long-term mindset, so we think in terms of years and not months. And we seek freedom, purpose, and relationships. Thank you so much for joining me on the live stream again today. As a reminder, if you miss any of these live streams, they are available asynchronously on, that's like the worst marketing word ever. They're available on a podcast feed called MicroConf On Air. You can search that in any podcatcher, or you can just type in microconfpodcast.com. And every Thursday morning, you will hear this show appearing there. Today, we got a good topic. Its title is Finding Product Market Fit in a Competitive Space. And my guest today is Mr. Derek Reimer. You've probably heard of him. He's the co-founder of Drip. He is, uh, someone just pointed out nice tie, Rob. So I dressed up for the show today. I don't normally wear a tie. Completely coincidental, actually, that I, I grabbed this shirt to happen to match something else I was wearing. So um, Derek and I started Drip together back in the day. Um, I met him when he was, I think he was like 22, 23 years old in Fresno. And he was a, a savvy programmer and had taught himself design as well. And we started collaborating on a few things. And um, he was the wrote the first lines of code on Drip way back in 2012. So co-founder of Drip, he is the founder of Savvy Cal, which is a calendaring, calendaring and scheduling app that we'll be talking about today as he's entering this, you know, this competitive space. And he is the co-host of the Art of Product podcast. Uh, if you're not checking that out, you can hear he, him and Ben Ornstein, co-founder of Tuple, talk through their struggles, victories, and failures every week on the Art of Product. So if you're interested in uh, finding out more, SavvyCal.com, S-A-V-V-Y-Cal. And that is, as I said, it's scheduling. Um, Derek is entering a pretty crowded space and looking to uh, innovate in there and compete with a lot of you know incumbents. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you have questions for Derek or myself, please, microconfconnect.com, or if you're probably already in microconfconnect, go into the microconf on-air channel and... Um, Type in a question. That's the beauty of doing this format live and not just having Derek and I record a podcast, which we've done many times, is that you're able to interact and ask questions live. So with that, I'd love to uh, welcome my friend Derek Reimer to the show, man. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. And yeah. um, you should have given me the memo about wearing the drip shirts, man. I could have brought my could have. We could have matched. I hadn't even I think of that. We, I got to do that. There's very few guests that I share a shirt with. I bet we have <laughs> like four different because you have. I still have the level shirt that you gave me yep. level rest yep. in peace and we yeah, have multiple drip shirts in yeah in common so cool man thanks for coming on the show today yeah thanks for having me yeah so we're going to talk about um savvy cal which you know it competes with uh, calendly and schedule well what's the other one called what's the big one the big two calendar apps yeah, Con... you can book me uh, yeah you can QA. book me yeah. Acuity is uh, one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. But it, it's a big space. There's there's many players and there's many big players. I mean, Calendly is a massive, yeah. massive org. So I think to kick us off, it's, you know, why you, you had a choice to enter any space. You know, after we exited Drip, you could <laughs> kind of do whatever you wanted. And you entered a, you know, entered, entered a space as competitive as calendaring. So why enter such a crowded market? 
yeah, so I've had, I mean, kind of a, a decently long journey that we'll probably touch on. Well, it feels like a long time since leaving Drip of, uh, of trying a bunch of different things, but, you know, ultimately kind of landed on this, this current playbook of the competitive space because, I mean, it really comes down to the fact that, like, there's a lot of, um, like, a lot of competition in a space tends to correlate with a really large active market. And, um, you know, that's something that I think a lot of bootstrappers kind of uh, don't necessarily like fear um, entering into, you know, a lot of us kind of tend to look for, you know, kind of niche opportunities that maybe is not on anybody's radar, and there's not a lot of competition. But I think um, that often leads to, you know, um, crickets, like launching something and no one really caring about it. So to me, like, like, the competitive space is just an indicator that that there's there's a lot of opportunity here and um you know there's a, a broad range of different users of these kinds of tools and so one thing i recognized when i was kind of vetting different spaces to go into is that um you know a lot of the tools are extremely broadly positioned and th so they're kind of general purpose and a lot of times that's a sign that like they're maybe not serving the needs of every particular sub niche within the market um super well and and there's a lot of incumbents who have been around for a number of years and as we learned from our drip experience with with the likes of infusionsoft and and players like that they tend to calcify over time a bit and um you know anyone who's run a, an app for a number of years knows that you start to get kind of bound by legacy and and that does inhibit your ability to move quickly to you know listen to like a, a a particular niche of customers that you have and their pain points, because now you're trying to, you know, build a product that satisfies the needs of everybody in your market. So I think that, you know, presents a lot of opportunity for kind of a, a scrappy newcomer to, um, to hone in on a particular set of um, set of pain points people have. Yeah, there, you, you touched on a couple things there. I mean, I think I want to start with, you know, if, if we go back to my book, Start Small, Stay Small, written in 2010, it talks a lot about entering these really small niches and staying away from big competitive spaces, because if you're an individual bootstrapper, especially if you're early, I mean, this is pre-stair-stepping, I hadn't talked about it yet, yeah. but that would fit well into that book. But, uh, you know, are there niches where you can build a two, five, ten thousand $10,000 a month business that are really small and not very competitive? Yes, absolutely there are. Mm -hmm. Your goals are different than that. You have been there, done yeah. that. You've had, a, with CodeTree, you had a low six-figure exit. With Drip, obviously a much, much larger exit than, than that, that, you know, that, that we took part in. And you want to build a seven or eight figure business, a multi-million or decamillion, you know, ARR business. And so I, I do want, I feel like people give advice of like, you should always enter these massive competitive spaces. It's like, no, 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 Especially if you're early right. in your journey. If I was an indie hacker, we're launching my first product, I would either stair-step it and do little, you know, little products, or I would find just a tiny, tiny little SaaS niche that I can build up to five or 10K a month. I mean, that's what that's what I did, you know? And mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a sense, you did that with CodeTree as well, right? It, it was doing... Yeah single digit thousands a month. And it was a great little add on to, um, to GitHub, you know, to GitHub issues or to GitHub, I guess. And yep. that that's a, that's a perfectly viable way, especially if you're early at a different stage, you know, it, it becomes where you are ready to seven, eight, nine figure business. Well, yeah. Are there any spaces today that, that you can build a seven, eight, nine figure business that don't have competition in SaaS? I, I don't believe there are. There were in 2005 and there were some in 2010 and just each year, I think those have been whittled away, you know? So yeah. if you do want to build that large business, it's something you're going to have to do, I think. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, a lot of people feel the 